Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. No Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today on Sparky's Midday Madness. Dan Plucker filling in for him one more time this week. He'll be back. Tomorrow, and if you're listening to the big show, that should be uh, no surprise. I've been on the the air for the last four hours as well. Adam Roberts, other side of the glass, hanging out with you. As uh, The Athletic just came out with an interesting article polling about 120 former NBA players talking about several uh, different questions and, and kind of giving their inputs and thoughts from all these different former players, guys that played in the 80s, 90s, even as recently as Last year, it seems, in some situations. So they asked, who is the best current player in the NBA? Giannis comes in third with 13.6% of the vote. LeBron James second with 31.6. And Kevin Durant, the overall winner, 44.2% of the vote from this poll at The Athletic, who is the best current player in the NBA. And... I mean, goodness, Kevin Durant is an animal. I don't know if I can dis- disagree with that, but maybe at this point, Giannis, I would probably say is better than LeBron. Adam, do you agree? That's a pretty fair assessment there, Dan. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just not on uh, the whole LeBron James train anymore. He's still a great player. Don't get me wrong. Still one of the top five players in the league, but his days of being the number one player in the, in the National Basketball Association, I do believe are over. Uh, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I I don't I don't think that he's as good as Kevin Durant anymore. And I think that Giannis is at least right on the coattails of LeBron, if not ahead of him. And I might even take Steph Curry ahead of him, too, who currently ranks fourth on this list. Joel Embiid fifth, which is very surprising in my really? eyes. Uh, Jokic sixth, seventh, Jimmy Butler ahead of Kawhi Leonard. Russell Westbrook in there as well, along with Zion Williamson, who voted for less than less than so it said less than one percent. So at least one person thinks that Zion Williamson is the best player in the NBA. That's a a lot of baloney. Seems like a troll vote. Uh, probably. 
Uh, but here's what they said about Kevin Durant. Uh, Durant is the best offensive player in the league. His offensive skills, jump shooting, ball handling, free throw shooting, offensive rebounding, passing, posting up, movement without the ball, basketball acumen, plus his height makes him unstoppable. That was from Marv Roberts, a forward who played five seasons in the ABA and also in the 76-77 season with the Los Angeles Lakers. So that's kind of what this whole thing is like. They 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 interviewed all these different people, asked them the different questions, and then they threw on uh, their comments, I guess. So 31.6%. LeBron James, uh, former Phoenix Suns player who played from 1990 to 2001 with the Lakers and Dallas Mavericks. Cedric Sebelos said, do you even have to ask? Obviously, LeBron is number one. That's what he said. Now, some Giannis pra- praisers, uh, Harvey Catchings, a big man who played from 78, 74 to 85, played for the Sixers and Bucks, says that Giannis is the best player. Only 13.6% of the vote said he lets his game do the talking. Uh, Paul Long, a former guard, three NBA seasons and an ABA season from 67 to 71, said Giannis is so gifted athletically, he's become more skilled, plays hard, is great on both ends, and has a tremendous desire to win. I don't think anybody can disagree with Giannis's absolute desire to win. It, it may be unmatched. And John McLaughlin, who was on the big show a couple weeks ago during our toy drive, he said that it rivals Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan's mindset within a game. And and that I do believe is the level that Giannis is on in terms of his effort, his and his mindset when it comes to games that he's absolutely going to take over and he can do so differently, definitely than what, how Jordan did a little bit more skill, a little bit more shooting from Jordan, but Giannis is starting to pick up some of those things. And my goodness, is he starting to become one of the best players in the NBA? Probably number two behind Kevin Durant in my eyes, LeBron at third. Oh, sorry. I was going to say you're mentioning all that Kevin Durant stuff. This is slightly off topic and I know we're going to get to the question eventually, Mm -hmm. but did you see what happened to Skip Bayless last night? Yes, Skip Bayless praising uh, Kevin Durant and essentially saying, uh, LeBron, what now? And then Kevin Durant basically tweets it and says, uh, I'm not a fan of yours. Go away. Your phone who dis. Yeah, essentially. Uh, I did think that was quite funny. I saw that uh, yesterday on social media as well. Um, now, second question that was asked to this group of former players, which current player would you want taking a shot with the game on the line? Number one, almost 50% of the vote, Kevin Durant. Uh, and secondly, about a third of the vote, Steph Curry. So those two guys, by far the top two highest, Damian Lillard third, LeBron fourth, Giannis all the way down at seventh. Chris Middleton actually ahead of him at sixth, which is, well, may, sorry, Middleton is seventh, Giannis is eighth. So these former players think maybe Middleton should be getting a last second shot over Giannis on a Jacoba. But here is the big question. And and what I wanted to ask you at 414-799-1250 here on Sparky's Midday Madness, Dan Plucker filling in, is five years from right now, which current NBA player will be the league's best player? That's what these 118 former NBA players were asked. And we'll start at the bottom of the list, about 1.7% of the vote. Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham, LaMelo Ball all tied. 2% of the vote, Devin Booker, almost 4% of the vote, Jason Tatum, number, that he, so he's 7th, 6th, Job Morant gets uh, 4.2% of the votes, number 5, Zion Williamson getting 5% of the vote, 
Kevin Durant still on this list, thinking maybe he's still that good in five years from now. Almost 6% of the vote there for him. Now, 16% of the vote goes to Luka Doncic as potentially the best player. And he is the next closest to the only active player in the league. Giannis Antetokounmpo, number one on this list, almost 30% of the vote. 20% of people said they don't know who's going to be the best player. Which They're, is a pretty a, safe thing to yeah, say. It's a cop-out. Come on, just give me a name. So so 28% of, of former NBA players think that Giannis Antetokounmpo, the two-time MVP, finals MVP, and NBA champion, is going to be the best player in the league five years from right now. And it's hard to it's hard to disagree with them. I mean, you look at some of the names on this list, some up-and-comers for sure. Luka, um, I think Zion Williamson is ridiculously overrated, but that's a that's a different story for a different day. John Morant is an interesting, intriguing player for sure. Jason Tatum, I mean, he just put up 42 against the Bucks the other night. Devin Booker, another guy who's been known to light up, and some people have drawn some Kobe Bryant comparisons to him too. Do I think he's that good? Absolutely not, but all throughout the playoffs last season, that's what we were hearing, and in that championship run for the Bucks and and in the finals, that's what we were hearing. LaMelo Ball, maybe uh, Cade Cunningham, I'm hopeful of as a Pistons fan. Uh, Evan Mobley showed some flashes, but way too early for guys like that. And then on the bottom part of this list, Steph Curry, uh, Anthony Davis got a vote, Jalen Brown, Joel Embiid, all getting votes. Jokic, um, Donovan Mitchell, Michael Porter Jr., I definitely don't see. Somebody said Russell Westbrook. My goodness. <laughs> He's going to be like 42 at that point. There's no way Russell Westbrook's the best player in the league. But Giannis, 28.2% of the vote. And I think it's crazy, honestly, to think that anybody else might be there. Maybe Luka. Maybe Luka. Maybe. And and maybe it's some other guy that has not been drafted yet that's going to come in and just take over the league by storm. But what Giannis has done in his tenure already at this point with the Milwaukee Bucks and in his career He's already in probably the top 20 players of all time. Like, honestly speaking, because of the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year award at the same time. And he's only 27. So we're talking about him entering his prime right now. Giannis, there's no doubt in my mind that in five years from now, Giannis is probably the best player in the league. I was going to say, have uh, Luka and Giannis matched up at all this season? Because the last time they were supposed to play, Luka was out Correct. they played Dallas. I do not think that they have matched up yet this year. And but, given what's happening with COVID, who knows if it'll happen at all. Right. And and but, but if we're talking about the future of this league, the future of this league resides here in Milwaukee. It is Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I, and I understand Luka's a good player, and he's showing flashes. He's not as good of... He's not a good shooter, though. And for being his size, I don't think he's as dominant... At what he does as Giannis currently is. Giannis is maybe the most dominant player in the game of basketball right now. If you're looking for a litmus test between those two uh, to see kind of maybe where trajectories could be headed, they do play again, or they're supposed to play on December 23rd in Dallas. So in... A week, essentially, from yes. from right now, just a couple of days. That that's a big matchup, and it's it's going to be fun to watch. It's two of the two of the best up and coming players in the league, and Luca has that it factor. He does. He hits big shots. He he's a facilitator. He has great handles, and he can get to the rim. All these different things, and and he just can't shoot. That's like the the one knock on on Luca is that he's not a great shooter, and I don't think that he is as completely as a a game changer as Giannis is like Giannis 
can just take over a basketball game. And maybe he's, and Giannis is not even as good of a shooter as Luka, but the other things that he can do just because of his freak size and athleticism, it's on a different level than anything we've seen in the NBA for how long? Like, like LeBron, early LeBron, young LeBron is up there for two, two Kevin Durant, certainly in this conversation as well, in terms of this kind of player, in terms of their physicality, size, ability with their height advantage over other people. Th- those are the kinds of people that are thrown into this conversation. Then you throw in Shaq, all these different things. And that's the realm that Giannis is in because he's doing things and does things that we have never seen before. Giannis is going to go down as maybe the best transition player on both ends in the history of basketball in terms of what he can do on the offensive end and also the chase down blocks that we seem to see weekly from Giannis as well. And and just that those kind of things that we have not seen in the NBA in quite some time. I got to say, Dan, when I first kind of got back into Bucks basketball now, I'm new at the station, so people don't know, but I do align with the Bucks and have for basically since Gary Payton had his very brief stop over in 2004. Right. Um, but I hadn't watched the Bucks for quite a while consistently while they were in their down spell before they got good the last few years. And then I started, you know, hearing more about this. Oh, who's this Greek freak guy that I keep hearing about? Mm. Maybe I got to start asking my bartenders to put the Bucks back on TV again. And when I first saw the Eurostep, which I had really not seen much of mm-hmm. at all before he came to the team, I remember just thinking to myself, okay, you got to be able to stop this. This in real time, it doesn't, it's not like a super fast movement thing. Right. So it doesn't seem like it would be that difficult to block, to post your hands up and stop. And then you start, you, you analyze it further and like, no, he's just elusive. He handles amazingly. And if the best players in the game are scratching their heads at it, you got to take notice. Well, and, and you just have to think of the, the teams and the players that he's beat in his, in his tenure too. Like, Giannis just went through Kevin Durant, and I understand it wasn't a full, full-fledged Nets team. James Harden hurt, Kyrie Irving hurt, these different things. But like, Giannis performed at the same level as Kevin Durant for different portions of that series. He did, and and to say that about obviously a future Hall of Famer, a guy that's won several championships already, that Giannis was able to go toe for toe with him in in some of those games in that series and be the difference maker in that series. It meant something. It showed something. And then to take this team all the way to winning a championship, maybe we're talking differently about who the best player is five years from now if Giannis had not won a championship. And if we didn't have that feeling around Milwaukee and around the league right now, that the Bucs could very well do the same thing again this season with the debacle between Kyrie and the Nets going on right now with uh, the Heat maybe not being as I mean they're a good team but maybe not as healthy or as good as as they've been in the past and and the Bucks having a slow start to the season getting Chris Middleton back and then winning like ten of twelve games essentially and now they're obviously without Chris Middleton and all these players again because of COVID but but when they're fully healthy it reminded everybody this is the team to beat in the NBA and and maybe the Lakers people were were thinking, oh, they got Russell Westbrook. The Lakers are back in this thing. The Lakers have been putrid. They've been terrible. And and the Suns, the Warriors are looking like they're going to be one of the best teams in the league again. Steph Curry, they're getting healthier. Klay Thompson is 
is going to be back shortly as well. Like, like there, there are competitors for sure. But when the Bucks are healthy, I don't know if there's a team in the NBA that is better than them. And that's largely because of the Greek freak and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Of course, though, it all does depend on that health. And, you know, the season is not even half over yet. We're not even to Christmas. Right. And I do wonder, like, how much this is going to just get even more crazy as we go into January, February, players missing extended periods. And we have no idea where we're going to be in two weeks with sports in this country, let alone four to five months. So, you know, COVID is the great equalizer right now in our sports world. So, but no, you're absolutely right, Dan, when he's on the floor and that team is at full bore 100%, it's tough to find another team that can do it on this. We talk about the day one year ago today that Giannis did sign that big supermax. A year to date and imagine where this team would be without and we're live from the lakeland university studios studios the leader in online education for more than 25 years lakeland.edu we'll continue this bucks conversation next you can join us at 414-799-1250 dan plucker in for steve sparky five for today on sparky's midday madness we'll hear from kenny clark on with the zach gelb show that'll come out in about 15 minutes from right now more to come here on Sparky's Midday Madness, Dan Plucker filling in. Sparky's Midday Madness. Dan Plucker in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today. Coming up in about 40 minutes, Tim Allen will be on the air for Rami Makhlouf on the Rami show. Sam Schmitz will be producing. Adam Roberts, other side of the glass right now, here producing for me today, Dan Plucker on Sparky's Midday Madness, talking to you about the Milwaukee Bucks, because there's a lot to talk about with the Milwaukee Bucks right now. And maybe maybe the di- biggest disappointment of all of this is what happened with Dante DiVincenzo. I feel so bad for Dante DiVincenzo. Finally fights through this injury that's been nagging him for what seems like forever uh, and missing that championship run last season. And now he's scheduled to come back and play in this game tonight against the Pacers. And everybody's all excited and we're getting Dante back. And then he gets COVID. And so now it's going to be a couple more days until we see Dante DiVincenzo back kind of anticlimactic. Hopefully he is uh, healthy and gets healthy and is asymptomatic in terms of if he has COVID, I suppose, because he's just in the health and safety protocols. So we'll see how that all goes down. But but now the Bucks are without him. They're without still, I suppose. They're without Chris Middleton tonight, still dealing with that hyperextension in his knee. Hopefully he is not a long-term loss for the Bucks because that just looked nasty when that happened to him the other day when he collided going up for a rebound with I think it was Giannis. Um and now so so tonight, no Giannis. No Chris Middleton, no Dante DiVincenzo, no Boogie Cousins, no Brooke Lopez, no Shemi Ojale, all these guys out, and they'll be taking on a Pacers team, which thankfully is tanking, or at least attempting to tank this season, it appears, with them uh, saying they want to trade essentially all of their good players, Karis LeVert, Damanis Sabonis, uh, and Miles Turner. And now, maybe 
the Bucks can still pull out a win tonight, even despite all of those injuries and dudes that are out. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, Coach Budenholzer tries to manipulate this lineup tonight because it certainly will not be an easy thing for him to do ahead of this Bucks Pacers game tonight. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. And against, you know, Malcolm Brogdon, former Milwaukee Buck, obviously there too, but the Bucks are going to have to rely on Drew Holiday in this one. They are. He's going to have to have a superstar type game, and 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 he's certainly capable of that. There's there's no doubt about it. But him, Pat Connaughton's probably going to have to take a step up, probably today and Friday as well. Bobby Portis in the starting lineup, I'm sure as well. Maybe uh, throw some Grayson Allen in there as well, and who knows who's what other big man is going to be playing in this game. Um, probably Sandro Mamu Kelashvili and some of these different guys are going to be asked to start to start and step up. Thanos is probably going to have an increased role uh, just because he's a little bit bigger than some of these other guys. George Hill, they'll need him to have a big game too. Cause Wes Matthews, another one of their bench guards also in the health and safety protocols. We'll see how this all boils down tonight as the bucks take on the Pacers, but asking if Giannis is going to be, one of these top five players in or the top player in the NBA five years from right now, four, one, four, seven, nine, nine, seven, nine, nine, twelve fifty. If you want to join me, Dan Plucker here on Sparky's midday madness. Cause to me, I don't, I look, I compare him to some of these other dudes. I just don't see how any of them, except for maybe Luca are going to be better than him because it, 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 it just looks like Giannis and the bucks are right now on a path to potentially have a dynasty type team here in Milwaukee and win who knows how many championships, hopefully more than just the one that we've, we've gotten in the past year. It could be more because that's how talented and how good this team is. That's how great that Giannis Antetokounmpo has already proved to be with two MVPs, a defensive player of the year and finals MVP under his belt at age 27. He could be the, the next major superstar type player in the NBA, we've seen LeBron and Kevin Durant kind of have their time, do their thing. And, and KD and LeBron are both kind of there right now. But Giannis could be that next guy that that kind of takes over for them, I think, in the next five years or so. LeBron will probably not be in the league in five years from right now. Kevin Durant, who knows where he's going to be in five years from right now. But he's also starting to get up in age a little bit as well in terms of NBA. Obviously not in terms of life, but in terms of top players in the NBA. Uh, I think Kevin Durant's 33 right now, 34 in that range. So five years from now, we're talking a a 38-year-old being the best player in the league. I don't think that that's uh, entirely in the question. Uh, Kevin Durant is how old? He is 33 years of age. 33. So we're talking about a 38-year-old player being the best player in the NBA. 6% of people think that. I don't know. Maybe they didn't realize how old Kevin Durant was because at 38 years old, maybe Kevin Durant's body lasts longer than that. Maybe I'm wrong, and he he continues to play at the way at this clip, the way he's playing right now. And and sure, then yes, he's probably going to be the best player in the NBA. But I don't see that happening, uh, especially with the injuries that he's had to deal with throughout his career. Zion Williamson said, I think he's one of the most overrated players in the NBA. I'll say it again. I just i I don't get the hype around Zion. Of obviously an athletic freak, like. What he is capable of doing is is insane in terms of his uh, vertical and his his just athletic prowess. But at the same time, I I question his drive a little bit at times. 
Uh, I don't see him as a shooter. He's not as tall, as physically imposing as Giannis, as some of these other big men in the league, but he's also not as skilled to be like a three in this league or even a four, like, or even a four in some situations. Like he's this weird, like power forward type player that just has me wondering what position he plays and if he's talented enough to to really be a superstar in this league. He's a, he can be a star type player, but I wonder if he can take that next next step into superstardom. And I think because of how he did things at Duke and just completely showed out with these incredible dunks and and shot blocking in, at Duke and in his high school days, I seriously question how well that translates to this level. And we've seen flashes of it in the NBA, but I don't know if he's going to be that dominant for a long time in the NBA. He's going to be a good player and maybe a, and, and a great player, but the best player in the league, I, I never see that in Zion Williamson's career. Maybe he'll prove me wrong, but I don't see a time where Zion, where I look at Zion Williamson with some of these other names that are upcoming and say, yes, Zion Williamson, the best player in the league. John Morant's an interesting one. He plays in Memphis. That's already a little bit of a knockdown, and that's why probably some people are not picking Giannis in their top three in terms of this list. But John Morant's a good player, and, and he's really interesting. He's given me... Uh, a lot to to look at throughout his time. He's a very talented player in in his shooting. He's athletic. He has like the leap of Russell, a young Russell Westbrook, and and kind of that athleticism can also shoot the ball, which Russell has never really been able to do in his career. And I wonder how great John Morant can really be. Another one of those names on this list too, with under four percent of the vote, Jason Tatum fascinating player too because he has those moments where he looks just untouchable where he can drop 42 on you like he did against the bucks the other night and he hits buzzer beaters and he's he's kind of that small forward skilled type player now be- again best player in the league i don't know but jason tatum is is a lot of fun to watch when he's right and when he's on but there are also times where he's not right and he's not on he's a young player in this league still a lot to learn but of those players that i just mentioned Giannis is still the best, already has a better track record than all of those dudes, and is right around the same age as quite a few of them. Five years from right now, Giannis will be in the middle of his prime, maybe towards the back end of it. I mean, come on, he's he's going to be the best player in the NBA in five years from right now. I don't see any other player really being in that conversation. Luca certainly can be there. Kevin Durant, if his, if his age holds up, surely maybe let's go out to uh Barry and Brown deer. Wanted to get his thoughts on this. Barry, you think that Giannis is going to be the, do you think that Giannis is going to be the best player in the league five years from right now? Definitely. He's the best guy around now. Yeah. Five years, 10 years, even he's a freak, but Hey, you know, you right now about Zion Williamson. I think I'm right on your, your, uh, your bandwagon on him. I think he's too heavy. So his feet can't handle it physically. He'll never amount to anything. I don't think in NBA. Well, and he's he's been hurt so many times because of it too. Like his he, feet can't take it. And you said John Morant. John Morant reminds me of a Latrell Sprewell. Exactly. The guy sure. comes into the league. He's dunking on everybody. <laughs> they say he's going to be the next big thing, and he just he, he petered out. They, they, those guys take a beating at that height and that weight. Mm, and sure. They go to the hoop like they do. You know. Yeah, but but I think Ja, ja has a little bit of a better shot. I think Jaws a, 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 a decent, he's a good shooter. And yep. I think that if he can start adding more of that element to it, along with just that 
athleticism of throwing down dunks over just about everybody, people twice his size in some situations, then yeah, I think if he can do that, Ja could be the best player in the league. Thanks for the call, Barry. And, and he's, he's right there. I I, I do think Ja in a couple of years could be one of those guys that we're talking about for, for whatever reason. I don't know why Trey Young isn't in this conversation because Trey Young's a, a solid basketball player. I understand he's adjusting to some of these rules and these new rules in the NBA and how he was drawing a bunch of fouls in the past. But in terms of what we have seen since Stephen Curry, Trey Young is probably the closest player to that. Is Trey Young Steph Curry? No, absolutely not. But he is probably the closest player to what Steph Curry has done in terms of just the place that places that he can pull up from and drain shots from. He hasn't had the as big of moments in his career at this point. He's also much younger than Steph Curry took Steph a couple years before he finally got there. But I mean, Trey took his team to an Eastern conference finals matchup with the Milwaukee bucks just a season ago. He's, he's going to have more opportunities. I think in Atlanta going forward, especially once he adjusts to some of these rule changes and again, probably the closest thing to like a Steph Curry type player since Steph Curry has entered the league. Now, again, not as good as Steph Curry, but in that conversation, only one person giving Trey Young a vote for being the best player in the league in five years. That's a little bit surprising to me. But for me, it's either Giannis or Luka of the players that exist right now that will be the best player in five years. And in my eyes, it's Giannis and it's not really close. I would give probably a 75% chance to Giannis being the better player, about 25 for Luka Doncic. And in my eyes, that's the way that it's going to go down because they're built for success in Milwaukee. Mavericks just had a, a coaching change. Kristaps Porzingis is always hurt. They're trying to figure out how to make that a successful franchise as we speak. And and plenty of things coming up, coming out about that franchise and, and the way that things were run for a while. If you, you miss any of that, just check out and just type in Mavericks to Google and you'll figure out what I'm talking about. But Luca is a talented player, needs some help. I think a little bit more help in terms of other star talent around him to be a champion like Giannis has with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton star players around him and a talented roster of shooters and other things around Giannis. He's built for this. He's built for the success. And I think he's going to be the best player in the league. Probably in the next three years, if not already, and the top player in the league for a while after that. We'll hit a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear from Kenny Clark on the Zach Gelb show from last night. Uh, we'll replay that interview for you as Zach interviewed the what should be an all-pro defensive lineman because he has been unbelievable this season for the Green Bay Packers. That comes up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Dan Plucker hanging out with you. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Dan Plucker filling in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on Sparky's Midday Madness. In case you missed it last night, Kenny Clark, Packers defensive lineman, joined Zach Gelb on the Zach Gelb Show. That's on CBS Sports Radio. It was a great interview, and that's why I wanted to replay for you here on Sparky's Midday Madness today. He talked about that win over the Bears, high-scoring high game, and, and gave himself a little pat in the back because he's had a great season so far and, and said that he deserves to be uh, considered one of the best defensive linemen in the game of football. Let's hear that interview. And Zach, starting off by asking him about that game against the Chicago Bears on Sunday. That was a high-scoring game on Sunday night, and your defense in the second half did an unbelievable job, only allowing three points in the final 30 minutes. What was the difference from half one to half two? Um, I just think that uh, our special teams you know, started playing a lot better, and we started getting uh, in better field position. Uh, defense really gave up two big plays, um, you know, two big plays uh, the whole game. Uh, that five sweep they had, and then the the quick one uh, they had to Bird and the, on the, for the touchdown that they had. So, um, you know, I think I think for the most part, you know, we kept them contained. Justin Fields got out a couple times um, and ran around a little bit, but uh, we got a lot of good hits on the quarterback. Got after him. Um, you know, played the run pretty well, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, got a victory. You look at the defense, they've taken a big step this year. Like last year, you guys took a step in the right direction. This year, though, you've been a top five defense for most of the way. Where's this evaluation that you have right now, the defense, and how much better do you think you guys could still get? Um, I think I think we're playing some really good football. And uh, I think as as guys get back, you know, we're going to be even better. Um, but I think, I mean, I think the sky's the limit for our defense, man. We got a lot of really good players. Um, and, and, uh, you know, we can, we can, we can be as great as, you know, as we want to be. We got a lot of guys that really care, uh, that, that really, uh, want to, that really want to, uh, you know, win these games and, and, and make this, make this stretch run. So, uh, you know, we got to just keep doing what we're doing, keep preparing how we've been preparing, um, you know, coming in the meeting rooms and, and getting all the information in and bringing it out to the field and, uh, practicing our, um, this has just been a, a great, you know, defense uh, as far I mean, you know, for this this part of the season. So uh, these last, well, this last December and January stretch run, um, you know, we got to just keep it going um, and make sure we limit big plays, keep everything in front of us, stop the run, and uh, make plays when we, when, we, when we have to. Talking to Kenny Clark from the 10-3 and 3 Green Bay Packers, you have a new defensive coordinator in Joe Barry. What has he brought to the team? How do you describe how he's been as a defensive coordinator? Man, I love Joe B, man. Joe B is is a great guy, a great communicator, a great teacher. Um he always he always has us knowing 
the why of everything we do on defense. Um, he wants us to know why we're doing something um, and what he's seeing on film to, to, um, for the reasons why he, he's doing it. Um, he keeps things simple, you know, especially, you know, for, for the front. Um, you know, he does a great job with our secondary and our linebackers, but uh, as a front guy, he just keeps things simple and let us just do our thing. Uh, let lets us rush, lets us, you know, you know, play the run, puts puts us on movement uh, sometimes, and so we can get a feel uh, at times. Um, just loves what he brings to our defense, um, you know, from you know, and, and from an energy aspect, you know, just love his energy, uh, what he brings out, you know, to the practice field every single day, to to game day, uh, just love it, man. So um, Joe B's, you know, great guy and a great teacher. How has this defense continued to excel? even without, and I know you're going to get them back soon, Jair Alexander and Zadarius Smith, because those are two great football players and two big losses that you've had to find a way to work without. Um, I just think it's just been how, how we've been preparing. And uh, Joe B hasn't, hasn't, hasn't really, you know, he, I, I think he's just been keeping things simple. And, um, you know, as a front, we've been, we've been really just getting after guys and, um, and, and doing that. Uh, pretty well, and then uh, our back end has been playing, you know, amazing. You know, um, we got Devontae Campbell; he's been having an amazing season. Um, you know, our two safeties, the Savage and Amos, they they're um, one of the best, you know, safety tandems in the league. And then Sewell, uh, Kev, and uh, and Stokes they've been they've been holding things down. Um, you know, at the uh, at the cornerback position, and uh, you know, so we got a lot of guys that just that just you know come in and, and uh, they're playing really good football, but I just think it's just been how we've been preparing uh, each and every each and every week. Um, you know, each and every week we take it as a new challenge uh, and a new and a, and a new day to get better. And uh, everybody is uh, is focused on that uh, each and every day. You know, so um, that's just the main. That's just the rest, the recipe for our for our defense. Really. Russell Douglas has bounced around a lot of places. It seems like each and every week now for you guys, ever since getting that pick against the, the Cardinals, that he's making a big play and, and getting a touchdown, it seems like. Oh, yeah, man. He's been a huge addition to, to our defense. Like, we talk about it all the time. But I don't know how he was he was on a practice squad or, you know, not on the team. Like, um, it's, it's crazy, you know, for us to just, you know, pick him up and, and for him to be doing what – what he's doing, but um, it's all credit to him, though, man. He he's truly uh, a guy that that you love to root for because you know you see you see the work that he put in. You see when he first came in, just how he practiced. Um, you know, he stays in in, in the facility, uh, putting extra work in in the film room and all that kind of stuff. So like, you love to see guys like that. You know, reap the benefits. You know, with making big plays and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, you know, all credit to him uh, and for the work that he's putting in, and, and it's all paying off in the football field. And I was just excited, you know, just excited about him being on the team, and um, you know, his continue. Uh, I hope he continues to just keep playing how he's playing because it's huge for us. Kenny Clark here with us. Uh, Preston Smith too. We know what he did a few years ago, but the season he's having this year is absolutely sensational as well. And we saw it the other night. Oh yeah, Preston. Is- uh, Preston's always been disruptive. Um, Preston is is one of the best athletes on our team. You know, guy that's long. Um, you know, he's he's a strong he's a strong guy at the point of attack. He can stop and run really well uh, with the best of them. And then uh, just with his pass rush ability, um, you know, he he's been doing a really good job. And uh, especially these these last 
this, these last couple of games, he's been he's been racking up sacks for us. Um, but uh, you know, Preston has always been a guy that, that just came in. Um, you know, he does his job. Uh, you know, he, he works hard. You know, he does what he does what he's supposed to do. Always where he always where he's supposed to be. Uh, he's a leader in our locker room also. So um, just you know, and for him to have the game he had. Um, you know, the other day, um, you know, it was amazing. Like, you know, he, he had like, what, three, four hits on the quarterback, lots of pressures, um, and in, in two sacks, in a, in a sack fumble that, that, that turned the game over uh, uh, for us and, and switched it and flipped it around. So that was a huge play for us. And um, it's a guy that, that, that you know, we've been, we've been depending on for a long time. And um, he's been coming on um, as, I mean, he's been coming on. Kenny Clark here with us. For a while, you were considered an underrated football player, and I think now everyone understands how good of a football player, how great of a football player you've been. Are you starting to notice more of the recognition you've been receiving, or do you still feel like you are underrated and you don't get the shine that you're deserving of? Uh, if I'm honest, I still feel like I'm, I'm underrated. Um, you know, I, I think I truly believe like I'm one of the, the top D tackles you know, in the league. Um, but... I still feel like I don't know. I still feel like it's a lot of it's a lot of guys that just don't. I don't know if they don't they don't they don't see it or they don't they don't watch me play. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. But I still feel like I'm, I'm under. I'm, I feel like I'm underrated for sure. Um, still feel like you know, it's a couple guys that's, that's still sleeping on me. But um, you know, that's just for me. Just you know, keep on just working. Uh, I've been having a really really uh, great season this year. Um, and just, I just think just as a complete defense alignment, um, just, you know, stopping the run, um, rushing the passer, um, uh, just holding the point of attack, doing all the stuff, getting on blocks. Um, I've been doing a really good job and up there with the best of them. So, um, you know, I just, you know, just, I just keep doing what I'm doing and, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, everybody wake up soon. Kenny Clark here with us. So good into the Ravens game. John Harbaugh expects, and he's hopeful that Lamar Jackson's going to play coming off that ankle injury against the Browns. What's the biggest point of emphasis when you're going up against Lamar Jackson? Man, Lamar Jackson uh, has have a lot of respect for him and, and um, a lot of respect for, you know, what he brings to this game. Um, just he's, he's so fast, so elusive, um, not afraid to run the ball. Um, a guy that 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 you got to be aware of at all times. You know the ball is going to touch his hands every single play, and you know he can he can get the ball and take it sixty. You know at any point of the time of the game, and four touchdowns. So um, we got to be on our toes. We got to be we got to be ready. We got to have great rush lanes against him. Um, make sure we push the pocket and be disruptive. And uh, when we do get a chance to hit him, you know get some really good hits on him. Um, and and uh, and, and having to create negative plays uh, for them. So uh, we got a, we got a tough task ahead of us. Um, you know, uh, he's a great player and, and uh, you know, we expect him to, to play and, uh, you know, he, he's a fighter. We know that and uh, we're excited about it. How much do you have to still prepare though for Tyler Huntley, just in case if Lamar's not able to go? I mean, I mean, Tyler Huntley, I mean, he, he's still running the same offense that Lamar is. I mean, um, I wouldn't say I, I think Lamar is a, is a is a is a better athlete. Um, of course, just based off of you know Lamar is, is Lamar Jackson. Is Lamar Jackson, he, he does the same. But I mean, you can't sleep on Huntley either. I mean, he he's a he's a great with the ball in his hand. He, he knows how to do all those option plays. Um, he's elusive. 
you know, run through arm tackles and all that kind of stuff, get out of the pocket, make big throws. Um, and he almost brought him back in that bit in that um, Browns game that they had uh, this past week. Um, and he made some huge throws. He's not, he's not afraid of the big moment. Um, and he beat, I think, yeah, they beat the Bears a couple weeks ago um, with, with Lamar out. So um, he's not afraid of the big moment, man. Um, it's a guy that, that we got to be aware of, too. And, uh, you know, whoever plays for them, um, we have a plan and, and, uh, and, and you know, we'll get straight to it. I'll tell you, Kenny Clark, before we let you run from the Packers, before the season, I really was convinced that this was Aaron Rodgers' final season with the Packers. Now I'm convinced more than ever that he's not going to be going anywhere. Do you feel like that as well, that Aaron Rodgers is going to be back with the Packers next season? Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, whatever A-Rod decided to do, that's, that's, that's what he's going to do. Um, you know, as far as me, I'm just going to just keep doing my job, keep playing football how I'm playing. And, uh, you know, keep trying to help my team, you know, win these games as much as possible. Man, I love that question from Zach Gelb there. And I love the answer from Kenny Clark even more. You have to ask the question if you're Zach Gelb uh, in, in this national spot, talking to a former pa- or to a current Packer, Kenny Clark, and, and discussing with him, hey, man, is 12 coming back? Like, you have to ask that question. And then you... Get Aaron, and then you get the response where he's like, "Hey, I'm not worried about any of that stuff. I'm worried about me. Roger's gonna do what he's gonna do. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna be a Green Bay Packer and keep fighting for this team." So credit to both of them for a great question, a great answer in that situation. Uh, and we have some news out of Green Bay right now as well because returning to practice today, not only is Jair Alexander who's doing individual drills, but also David Bakhtiari back at practice. Looking forward to hopefully. Uh, getting to see him on the field very soon, but not at practice today includes Aaron Rodgers, which unsurprising with the toe, no Billy Turner today either, and Equinamia St. Brown not at practice either. Uh, Jordan Love, though, back at practice. So Kurt Bankert, we'll see what the Packers wind up doing with him now that uh, he could probably go back to the practice squad. Dominique Daphne also back and Malik Taylor. So some good news for the Green Bay Packers in terms of some guys they're getting back. and. Coming up next, speaking of guys that we're going to be getting back, former host of Rami and Tim, Tim Allen, hosting on the Rami Show coming up in the next, uh, in about 10 minutes from right now. He'll join us next here on Sparky's Midday Madness with Dan Plucker. We'll do a little crosstalk before Tim takes over for the next couple hours. It's Dan Plucker on Sparky's Midday Madness and more next. Sparky's Midday Madness. Dan Plucker filling in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today. And now joining us is one very upset Tim Allen. Hello. Because news breaking over the last couple of minutes here in breaking news on the fan is brought to you by Odyssey.com Sports and presented by BetQL. Yeah, I was looking for the read. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Become a better sports better. Get smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Cardinals receiver DeAndre Hopkins to miss the remainder of the regular season with an injury. That's okay. I, so I no D Hop, and he is I, yeah. on 
Tim Allen's fantasy team. Yeah, so. I can cover for him because I've got Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, and DJ Moore to fill in. See, it's all right. We were talking about your fantasy team in the break. How in the world did you get uh, both Devontae and DeAndre Hopkins, two first-round picks? Just lucky. And just, in a 14-team league? That's yeah, wild just, to me. Just lucky that, you know, you know things just dropped right. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, and so you, you give me a little piece of uh, bad news, a little bump in the road there, but um, I feeling good today. Everything good. Filling in for Rami again, third, third consecutive Wednesday. Really? Did you realize that? I yeah. did not put that together. Something's going on with Rami. Used to be, used to be migraine Mondays. Now it's, uh, I don't, I don't know what, what should we call these Wednesdays? I, I don't know. Wishy washy Wednesdays. Wishy washy Wednesdays. I like and, that. And he must have some comedy stuff going on. Um, but uh, you know, I, I cracked open a Mountain Dew for the first time. You know, I don't drink a ton of soda unless mm-hmm. there's Jack Daniels in it. Um, so I cracked open a Mountain Dew today. Uh, just a little while ago, as a matter of fact, everything was going well until you gave me the D-Hop news. Now, I, w- I will say this, that we'll start out the show with news and notes in a couple of minutes. Favorite thing. Yeah, I do have a news and note on sodas and diet sodas. Oh. And why they're going to uh, zero sugar, zero sodas, sort of as their moniker. You don't, you don't see that much diet anymore. Yeah. That's true. It's it is more like Pepsi Zero and and Coke Zero and all these Zero, different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so you have the reason I, why. I do have the reason. Oh, why. I am fascinated. And, and to, yeah, you should be uh, because it it's amazing to me. You don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. <laughs> well, maybe it's because you know back in the day the whole diet Coke thing. You you eat a candy bar. You you uh fix it by drinking a diet Coke. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And maybe maybe <laughs> if I had to guess, that's probably part of the reason. It started out with Diet Right, um, Diet Right Cola, which was you know back in you know my youth, um, the the RC Cola, kind of the, their diet. Yep. So it started out with Diet Right, and then it, uh, I I don't know which company it was. They countered with Tab, which was sort of a diet drink. You know, surprisingly, I'm a, a little bit of an expert on this stuff now. Despite you saying you didn't really drink it. Well, you must have read a pretty good article that, that laid out the whole history of soda, huh? I did. And there's <laughs> uh, news and notes on money. And, and it's crazy how sports memorabilia is taking over um, as r- really super high prices uh, in auction rather than historical items. So we'll have that for you. Okay. Just a little comparison uh, in the last Speaking week. of sports memorabilia, did you hear the news <clears throat> out of the uh, college football recruiting world today about the number one recruit in the country? I did going to, to, going to Dion. Yeah, going to Dion uh, Sanders, flipping from Florida State to Jackson State. And somebody posted on their social media of them burning a framed, autographed Dion Sanders Florida State jersey and saying that he will never be allowed back on campus and all of these things to Deion Sanders. And I just thought, I mean, we're talking about these being the most expensive pieces of memorabilia and stuff nowadays. And you have to think, he probably just burned like five, $600 worth of, well, of memorabilia. And what, what uh, if not more, what he's doing with an FCF school is pretty impressive. Number one, it also makes you think, Dan, about, now, how much coaching does have an impact on these schools? And really in, in professional sports as well. Coaching is, 
you know, even in high school, you get some of these guys that have bounced around and just win every everywhere they go. I, I think Dion is ticketed to to bigger things. Uh, probably. Yeah. 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 And I, <laughs> don't you think, though, that that recruit that he changed their mind on, don't you think that sort of under the table he was saying, hey, you can go through through the trans, transfer uh, port Portal, and, yeah. and, and then join me if I move Next. on? Next. Yep. No, that that's a good point. And well, you you heard uh, the NI the NIL deal this kid signed, right? Three million dollar deal with Barstool Sports and oh, uh, their goodness. sports book, nice. also known as the uh, the the business that Deion Sanders does his podcast for. That is cool. <laughs> so it's it, it's it's interesting. It's kind of some shady stuff comparatively to what you know. If, if this happened five years ago, people would be losing their minds, and some of those people still are. But that's the state of college sports nowadays. Pretty pretty um, pretty amazing that student athletes now can make a little money. I, I like that a lot. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 